Here we go. Hey, what's going on? It's Top of the Do Chain Podcast, the first Monday. Wednesday was the first, right? So it's the <laughs> second podcast of 2020, recorded on the first Monday of 2020. Officially my first day back to work. Yeah. I'm a little, little perturbed, guys. Why's that? Um, didn't even get an interview for that Dallas Cowboy job. I figured that was open for anybody. Yeah, you're probably just as qualified. Well, they were they were considering Marvin Lewis, I heard. So, well, they picked up McCarthy, <laughs> who may be the only coach in the league that's a bigger pushover than Jason Garrett. Yeah, and he's known for you know, well, he's won a Super Bowl with a great quarterback, who a great won team. a great team, <laughs> and he only won one. Yeah, you forget yeah. how good that defense was. Clay Matthews yeah. was sacking yes. everybody that yeah. year. They should have been a dynasty just like the Patriots, and that dude only got him one. Yeah. What's his record? It's like he's like six, like six eight one, I think is what he was. Like just, I mean, he's above five hundred, yeah. but not like a spectacular record. I just, <laughs> I don't know that he's going to come into Dallas with Dak Prescott as his quarterback and just change the world. Now he might win more ball games than Jason Garrett, but dude, that that team is one. We year. agree he's better than Marvin Lewis, though, right? Well, who's not, man? Marvin <laughs> Lewis is bad. <laughs> I can't believe he was even in the considerations. Uh, well, my Marvin, prediction about Lincoln Riley not being in the running was correct. Yep. Oh, he was in the running. No. Yeah, Jerry wanted him. Yeah, he was running away from it. Man. Yeah. I don't know if Jerry Six, could money whip him into it. But. Six million to beat a weak uh, Big 12 <laughs> over uh, losing your job <laughs> if you don't make it to the playoffs. I'll, uh, I know. I'll stick with the, with the latter. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's always that. I mean, you get paid six million to get blown out. Yeah. Oh, I mean, dude, dude he got. He, I mean, think. I mean, think about it. They're the most entitled program now in college football uh, playoff history because they've been to the college playoff and got waxed. You know, um, every yeah. time they've gone. How many games do they? But they play? get in, they get in on their name. How many games do they play a year? Thirteen with a conference championship, so fourteen. Yeah. So if you take six million dollars, divide that by fourteen. He makes $428,000 estimated a year. Uh-huh. Right? Now, take uh, 628 or 428 and divide that by uh, six. Wow. Essentially, Lincoln Riley got $428,000 to coach 11 minutes of that bowl game. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that. <laughs> That's what he got. He got yeah. 11 minutes to coach. He got yeah. $428,000 to coach 11 minutes. Yeah, Lee. That's four. That, and that's it just goes to show almost forty thousand a minute. It just goes to show how far the Big Twelve is from being as good as the as you know everyone would like it to be or wants it to be or believes it is. Well, I think that's just college football. Yeah. Look what Texas did to Utah. Utah would have got handed the same way OU did. Yeah. Um, no, and I agree with that. I, I mean, so but, so I don't think Utah or I mean, there's a disparity between the top three teams. It's it's yeah. the top three teams and is there a team you think would have fared better that didn't get in? No, I don't. I don't know. I mean, the only only thing you, you could maybe put Georgia in there, maybe Oregon, but no, because yeah. Baylor laid an egg. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I really don't. I just think the, the 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 talent at those three schools. I don't think LSU will be as good because Burrow just had one of those seasons that are memorable. I yeah. Mean, you just you talk about it as one of the greatest seasons ever by a player. Yeah. And so, Clemson's always good. Defense is underrated. Uh, don't get a lot of credit because of their schedule, but they they beat everyone by double digits. They really weren't in a game where they were going to lose this year, so they beat everyone the way they're supposed to. Granted, yeah. Ohio State did kind of give that game away. Yeah, if that stupid running back could catch a football, they they would have won that <laughs> game, man. Yeah, I mean you're you're looking at a D one player who dropped two guaranteed touchdown passes. <clears throat> yeah, and so um, yeah, you Ohio know, State's good. OU obviously, but we said it on this podcast. OU and Texas, just the Big 12's defenses have to get better if we're ever going right. to get out of the first round. Right. Well, we'll you, make, know. you know, and that's the thing. Like, and we have to agree that our best chances of of getting a team who's good enough on both sides of the ball is, you know, Texas or OU, because they're they're going to be able to recruit the kind of guys, yeah. you know, to where, you know, as much as. You know, a team like OSU or or even like a Baylor, these teams can put together a really good team. It's really hard for them to recruit and put enough players on the yeah. field to have both sides of the ball. They got to stay healthy and yeah. just be good and maybe have a, a grown team, like a, a team that stayed together for a couple of years and, and is blossoming at the right time. Here's why Matt Rule is being considered for coaching jobs. One, he came into Baylor – when, like you said, they can't recruit the same type of talent that OU or Texas can, and he competes in the Big 12 with those mm-hmm. teams. I mean, really, peated down his leg the first game and was a, con- a third-string quarterback away from winning in overtime Yeah, against OU in that, and he does it with with less talent on his team. Yeah. But the other thing is, is he came in and did it from day one. And I think the issue that, Her- that uh, Tom Herman is having – is he brought coordinators with him mm-hmm. that just weren't the right fit for the caliber of team that he was making? Does that make sense? I'm, I don't know. I mean, I don't think I get football at a high I enough think, level I think, to but I think, say yay or nay. Well, what that, I'm saying though is, when you get hired, I mean, he essentially got hired. He he didn't he didn't coach his. Oh, uh, Texas didn't make a bowl game. Yeah, he got hired. He didn't coach his bowl game at Houston because he was at Texas. And so you're playing catch up. Yeah. So you're hiring coordinators, you know, whoever you, you know, whoever you can get. Whereas in this year, he's established. He, you know, he fired his guys right after the season. He was able to do interviews in between the bowl game and the season and, and get the guys he wanted. Mm-hmm. Play the strategic stuff as, you know, we want Graham Harrell over here. And then really the Yurik is really the guy they wanted. So <clears throat> Matt Rule comes in in the same situation and is doing well his second year in. And I think he's smart for getting out because yeah. Herman did well. Stoops did well his second year. Lincoln had a very good team his second year. And then it kind of evens out. My high hopes for OU and Lincoln Riley are I, I feel like he seems like a coach that can recruit. He, he seems that way. I guess he hasn't really had a chance to prove it maybe just yet. There, I don't know. Mm, well, not just – Here's my here would be my concern with Lincoln Riley. He hasn't been able to do it with a quarterback in his system. He's needed a grad transfer every year. Dude, most people are working with grad transfers at quarterback. Mm, 
Like you look at all the schools, grad transfers are everywhere. Okay, but everywhere. You're, but you're not finding a Kyler Murray every year. Well, and think, case in point this year, and, and you know who has he even had a chance to go out and recruit for quarterback? He got Jalen Hurts dropped in his lap. Of course, you're going to take that. He's got Spencer Rattler, who you know, there's a lot of hype around that guy. If he's the truth, then yeah, that's your guy. That's Lincoln Riley proven that. Not only will he take your quarterback and make him a Heisman, he can go find his own. Okay. We'll see. And that's the thing. is he. That's what I'm getting said at. said the same thing about Rhett Bomar and Blake Bell. I mean, it's just. I don't know. Did anybody really say that about Blake Bell? And that was understood. Yeah, he was a five-star guy. I'm just saying, no, the point is, is you have these guys that come in with a lot of hype and they fizzle out. Rhett Bomar was the number one quarterback well, and, in the And nation. that's why it's best to get a transfer. I mean, unless well, you're in Alabama point. and you can just stack them five But here's deep. my point. Here's my point, though. Jalen Hurts would have never left Bama if there wasn't. But the thing is, is Bama and, and I would assume Clemson's the same way and all these schools that are, I mean, they're the highest profile schools to go to. Right. You, you're willing to go be the third string guy there to try to get to be number one, but you know that at third string, you could always transfer. Right. So you're going to go take a stab at making it in Alabama. You know, like Tua saying, hey, I think I can beat Jalen Hurts out. I'll go to Alabama and try. And he did. Yeah. I mean, and, and My that's, point is, though. Is for, and that's why these grad transfers but, are everywhere. But, but my point is, is, for three years straight, you haven't had a guy in the system that could beat out a guy that's coming in. Well, you wouldn't bring those guys in if you didn't think they were better than what you had. You would stick with what you had. Right. But, I mean, if you've got a guy who's better, you're going to take him yeah, 10 times out of 10. But they're looking at quarterbacks now. So They're looking at the guy out of Houston, and if that guy at Utah State doesn't go pro, yeah. they're looking at both those guys. Yeah. So Bring a guy in who knows what he's doing, who's ready to go. There's yeah, nothing but, wrong with that. But the thing is, is, is you do have to condense your playbook a little bit as a coordinator. One spring and all that is, is just different. There's chemistry. I mean, let's face it. Kyler Murray ran all over the place. I mean, but also if Six you if you bring if, a, if you down, bring a guy in, I mean, you're kind of you're kind of bringing him in based off what you know he knows already, and you're willing to make your offense right. Like you're flexible. In other words, no, you're not a coach that has one system and forces someone to play against it. You're going to bring a Jalen Hurts in and be like, "Look, man, well, we're going to do something that works for you." So no, the playbook's not going to be a problem. What worked for Jalen? I think he peaked. Throw it to the other team. Hey. He was turnover happy. He is what he is, but I think they got the most out of him. Yeah, but I mean, but he covered my point. If is, he was any better, he'd still be at Alabama chunking the football. Yeah. But he wasn't. I agree. But he was better than what they had, and they took him as a transfer, and they're like, look, man, we'll use his wheels. Yeah. And because you don't have a Working for Harbaugh in, in Baltimore. I mean, get a kid in and use his talents. Don't force him to play your way. No, I agree, but you also have Mark Ingram there. Hey. You don't have to rely on on Jalen Hurts to get the two yard gain all the time. <laughs> That's gonna now if you're gonna if, if you're gonna talk about you know like oh well Texas had all their running backs hurt. You got to talk about how OU's running backs got in a little bit of trouble and didn't really get to help out at the end either. Oh, you telling me uh, lack of discipline I'm on that program? <laughs> it's a big difference between a man between a four star running back having a stroke in high school <laughs> and guys puffing weed and getting arrested. Is that what it was? What's that, weed? Is that what they got, uh, while they didn't play, while they got suspended? I don't know. I never heard. That was the assumption. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was weed. I from what heard. I understand, it was weed. Yeah. yeah. So. Best somebody from Texas blew it in their face. It's all right. Those kids don't inhale. What Dude. are you talking about? Good kids. <laughs> Company you keep, baby. <laughs> good, good American children right there. Yeah, no, anyway. They don't play with wacky tobacco. 
Anyway, yeah, no, it was. I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed both bowl games. I thought that Clemson Ohio State <laughs> game was a great game. I thought that OU LSU game was a great game. <laughs> I bet you did. I bet my you wife, did. I did it. We were going to bed. I was watching. I was watching the end of the Clemson game on my phone. The dude picks it off, and I went, "It's over." I yeah. said, "That was a great game." I said, "That's a good. That's a good college football game." She was unlike the other one. I'm like, "Oh, I like the other one too." I thought the other one was all right too. <laughs> I enjoyed it too. You know, don't forget Texas held them to less points. There's yeah. the there's that there's that that meme going around that shows Texas full game stats versus OU's halftime stats. Yeah, dude, Texas could have played a whole another game with those stats. Yeah, well, but different times of the year, man. Anyway, I, I I would be interested to see what the Texas that played Utah versus the te- the LSU that played OU would look like. I think both those both those teams were humming on all cylinders. Yeah, man. So, yeah. What makes me <laughs> mad is that that potential was there. The yeah. guy, the guy who won the MVP of the Alamo Bowl, the defensive guy, sat the bench all year, and he had eight sa- eight tackles and three sacks. Yeah. Where's that guy been? On the bench. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Reading anyway, the playbook. That's what, that's just that that's just what angers me as a Texas fan. But anyway, it's enough football. Tom Brady's out of it, so there's no more NFL season left. <laughs> Best night ever. Dude, that poor I, – I felt bad for Brady, man. No, forget that, dude. He's he's had his moment. What's wrong with Brady, man? He's a baby, dude. No, man. Dude, there's, there's highlight reels of him complaining and yelling at coaches on the sideline. That, yeah. The crews had oh, I'm a, sorry. The crews had a fantastic argument going on at work, and they brought it in my office this morning, and they said, is Tom Brady tough? And I was like, well, I don't know. I was like, I think anybody that plays football – has to be some level of tough. Now, is he, you know, physically imposing? No, but he's got to be some form of tough to play football. And they're like, okay, let's put it in perspective, though. Could Steven take him? And I was like, oh, yeah, Steven would wax him, which is one of our guys that works with us. Uh-huh. And they were like, no way. And I was like, why not? And they're like, no, man, Tom would wear him out. And then we got in the whole deal about, you know, what they were basically saying was any professional athlete is just that much superior to a regular person, that even Tom Brady, that we see him as this weakling, is like way more athletic than Baker Mayfield couldn't outrun the police. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> couldn't outfight him either. Yeah, yeah. No, there. It, here's the thing, and man. You can't throw the outrun. Being good at a sport doesn't make you good at anything else. Yeah. That, I mean, at the end of the day, you're good at playing a game. Doesn't mean you can but, fight. But the whole deal about Tom Brady being tough, I'm like, no. I don't know. I feel like Steven would take him, but they totally disrespected Steven and acted like Tom Brady would beat Steven down. I'm I'm 97 sure I could beat Tom Brady in a but, fight. But I told him, I was like, well, what about kickers? There's probably a lot of kickers out there that you could probably take. And they were like, and one of the guys was like, no, man, those kickers, I bet they can take us too. And I was like, man, you think so? They give you a shot to the kidney, you're done. But then we got into a deal. Who would win a fight between Justin Tucker and Tom Brady? We all agreed Justin Tucker would take him down. Yeah. So I think Tom Brady loses most fights. I don't think playing football, know, man. Playing never, football does not translate into fighting. I'll never yeah. forget they they tried to ask maybe, Troy maybe, Aikman one time who was a better tackler, you, him or Chris Boney. Yeah. He said, your Chris? best, your your best, your best fighters. Listen, your best fighters are probably going to be <laughs> <laughs> with a question. Uh, yeah. Chris? <laughs> no, I would think I would think the only ones you'd have to worry about are the huge guys on the offensive defensive lines. Yeah. Those guys will smother you. Uh, I'm not worried about anybody else. Yeah, really? Nope. I guarantee there's a linebacker out there too that, I mean, let's not forget Ray Lewis killed somebody. 
<laughs> and got away with it. Like in the car, what, weren't they in the car? No, he stabbed a dude, man. No, Ray Lewis could I probably they were in the car kill. though. No, it was a, he jumped in a limo. He's wearing a white suit when he stabbed somebody. Oh wow, dude. that's a lot of evidence on you. I know. Um, no, Ray Lewis is frightening. What was Paul Amalu is frightening too. He was pretty scary. Like yeah. just seen. He's uh, so. Th- speaking of which, he's got his first opportunity to get into the Hall of Fame, right? And I, he's on the list. I believe so. I believe so. First rounder. Yeah, he ne- he absolutely needs to be in there. Yeah, he he was uh, he was incredible to watch. Some of his how he got into the backfield sometimes sometimes his timing was so perfect. Oh, that, that was what it was. Yeah, that yeah. it made no sense. Yeah, he was jumping the line. <laughs> yeah, it, it was like the quarterback. I don't even think the quarterback had a clue he could get hit when he got hit. Yeah, yeah. His timing was so great. No, he was quick. Yeah, I think he was stealing signs. Oh, I mean, I, mean, I think he had to. He had to. He, he, he had something to, was tipping him off. Well, and granted, he was a unique athlete because he could pop down like he's going to rush and somehow get back in coverage. You know, he could recover. Yeah. You know, so he was able to do a lot of that because he was a unique athletic talent. But yeah, I mean, every NFL player that's great has some kind of advantage, whether he's catching signs or just like. Uh, well, they Ed Reed or like Ed Reed, where he's so good, he can just he can figure out by watching you what you're going to do, you know, because you have tells, you know. Well, right. yeah. So I watched that with Ed Reed when Bill Belichick. When Belichick is just gushing over him. <clears throat> Ed Reed put a lot of time in the film room. A lot of time. Like you got, and I bet Paul Amalu did too. Yeah. Well, yeah, Dion. Yeah, Dion goes, dude. I knew exactly if a dude was going inside or outside. Yeah. Now his athletic ability. What he would do is he would line up. He goes, if he knew the guy needed the sideline for the route, he would line up on the inside on purpose. Yeah. To make sure that dude was like. Please try. Yeah. So, no. Then throw would, him my way all game. Please try. But he would line up on purpose to make that dude think he got a uh, an easy release. Mm-hmm. But he was such a good athlete that he could make up for it. Once the ball's hiked, he could get on the outside leverage and, and, and you know, but he knew that the tendencies of the receivers. Yeah. You know, same thing. Irvin was talking about it too. Yeah. You get up there and you see the way uh, a guy's foot, just the way his foot was angled. You know, told you whether it was man, whether he's going to turn and run with you, or whether he was trying to get to a spot on the field. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot of film room. You know, we I mean, you, we did it in college, and we weren't even at that level. Yeah. You know, but you sit there and you look, and you know, a guy's pinning his ear back to rush the passer. Yeah. You know, call a draw. Yeah. You know. Yeah, man, being being able to read a person on the other side of the field is is a is a talent in itself, man. People yeah. who can do it, it's it's impressive. Yep. So <clears throat> I agree. Keep trying to get away from football. Keep going back to it, man. What I else know. you got to talk yep. about? I mean, it's playoff football. We can talk about World War Three. I heard that's coming on. No. I mean, funny thing is, we haven't killed anybody with a, is, a manned vehicle yet. So it's like, <laughs> what do they want us to? I think that's all. I think that's all a war with Iran would have to be. Like, yeah. I don't. I don't see what the point of. We wouldn't be over there trying to establish a democracy or anything like that. And I don't know enough about Iran, but from what it sounds like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I heard some people, uh, and not like people on like Facebook and that, but I saw some like news outlets and stuff saying that, you know, some of the the things that are kind of scary about this is just how how much negative uh reaction there was from iran like iran acted like as a people they weren't happy with this um and i'm like man i mean i don't know like from the way it's been in the past 
is there anything you could do, you know, that's going to get like a, a parade of happiness, you know, out of Iran? Like from the way I understand it, you know, they're okay with the problems they're causing is the problem. Yeah. You know, uh, and I, I could well, be wrong, but. Henry Rollins. Oh, yeah. You know who that is? I mean, he's like a rock Yeah, guy black that, flag punk rocker. Yeah. He's well-traveled. He's been in Iran. Mm-hmm. So the people as a whole are a very loving people. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're looking at the upper echelon, the, the ones who are talking in the media. Who have something to lose. Yeah. Um, I've actually. And granted, if gas prices go up, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I would rather them stay down. But at the same time, if they go man, up. They're not going to go up, man. If they go up, all that really does is cranks up the oil field in Oklahoma. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it's going to go up as long as Trump's in office. I don't <laughs> think he would have any problem releasing the reserve and doing all that to keep the price down. Yeah. Dude, oil is way overpriced anyway. Yeah. And gas is way overpriced. Yeah. And it's, you know, oil doesn't come from fossils. It's a replenishing mineral. What? Yeah. I don't know enough to argue with you on that, but I, I feel like I don't know got, enough about science. Or I got, it, so it's not I got, say, I got, it's a replenishing. I got a funny feeling. You read that somewhere. I wouldn't so be reading things. The bottom line is, is it's a replenishable min- mineral that, like natural gas, it's not it's not a fossil of a dinosaur that that decayed into into this. It's just a mineral that replenishes itself in the earth. Rockefeller. Uh, de- you know, coined the phrase fossil fuel to make it sound like it was limited so that he could uh, decrease the supply, increase the demand, and, and make more money on yeah. it. Yeah, because I think at the height of, like, whenever prices got really bad, <clears throat> 2005, 2006, like height of the war, it was like uh, they were refining for, it was under $8 a barrel, something like that, yeah. and they were selling it for over 150 Yeah, it is. It's, it's very cheap. And... <clears throat> I mean, it's it's cleaner than. It's funny too because so many of the things like you know propane used to be burned off as a byproduct. Like they were, it just it was something they had to get rid of. Yeah. And uh, and then they you know found a use for it. Now propane's high because yeah. people use it to grill it. All you got to do is find a use for it, and all of a sudden, oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's valuable. Well, that's what I'm saying. You create the demand. Mm-hmm. But the the issue is is when you get a little bit of a demand, then they start decreasing the supply. Mm-hmm. You know, rather than you know whatever. Yeah. Well, and I I think it's funny. Right after we we. Uh, did that that drone strike and killed that guy uh like cnn and all these people immediately started reporting that iran had just discovered uh 53 what was it 53 billion barrels worth of oil somewhere like they just found some huge reserve to try and then immediately it starts spinning to oh well here comes the next war for oil they just found oil yeah like whatever yeah get out of here it's it's all propaganda yeah but now the guy that they killed uh they they said that uh they know for a fact he was responsible for the bombing of the embassy and a few other things. A few other things, man. That dude killed his own people. Yeah. He killed protesters that, that protested against the regime. And yeah. Dude, the, I mean, you, never, you never rejoice in the fact that someone died, but... Yeah. I mean, you do kind of, you know... He's a bad dude. You rejoice in the fact that justice was served, I guess, for lack of a better term. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I know that... uh I don't know. It's been a it's been a weird vibe lately. Like people kind of don't know what to say about it. Well, because people are hypocrites, man. Yeah. Like you know, one of speaking the big of hypocrites, do you see Ricky Gervais go off on the Golden Globes? Yes, oh, I, I sent you that. Here, here's the thing. 
you think maybe they were all in on it because they alienated so many people last year by making it a social platform that they were like, hey, we're going to let Ricky Gervais get up here and just roast you guys. Yeah. I'm we're going to give we're going to give him just a green light to just absolutely roast you guys to get the public back. Because I saw a lot of people on on social media saying only reason I'm watching is for Gervais. And then it became not only were the golden gloves on but it was trending to the point people were starting to tune in and i'm like dude i think they got you well i'll say (laughs) this i think they got you ricky gervais trended for like two minutes and then all of a sudden it went away on twitter yeah like i remember that yeah my only question would be like they they were booing him and stuff like if they all would have been laughing and in on it i think it would have been well, Maybe they, a little bit more obvious, but it seems yeah. like people were legitimately offended by it. Hey, have you? Well, they may have given him. Uh, they may have. They may have given him the green light, and maybe not told the the actors and yeah, stuff what was that. going on. Yeah. But you know, the Golden Globes are there for the Golden Globes. They're not yeah. there for the. No, I could see that. They're no, there to make money. I'll yeah. tell you this: I don't think Hollywood did it. Yeah. Like I don't think the actors. No, no, no. In no. The I room. think I think the people in charge of the Golden Globes, the okay. networks, and stuff like that, were like, dude, roast these actors. Hey, that's a good sign, though. Yeah. Yeah. If they've got to pander to the side that hates Hollywood and the side that thinks Hollywood hasn't, you know, yeah, no, no, you know, business saying anything, just it's so insincere feeling. Okay, though. but if you, have, if you have to pander to that side, then that's the side that's going to bring I, you money. I felt like he wasn't telling jokes at some point, and again, I might just be falling for the ploy. Oh, but he's a great actor, but dude. I'm telling you, when they bird him after that, when he talked about uh, Bird Box, Bird Box. And he's like, Bird Box, this this one next uh, presenter or whatever starred in Bird Box, the movie about people who blindfold themselves to protect them from the evil that was around them. Kind of like the employees of Harvey Weinstein. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they started booing him like, boo. He goes, no, 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 you did this, not me. Yeah. You did yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. Dude, he had he had some good he burns. Looked, he, look, he, he looked mad, honestly. Yeah. He no, looked he, looked, he looked fed up like he yeah. was like annoyed. Yeah, you know, and install that. Well, the thing is, is he's not technically Hollywood. You know, he's he can go back to Great Britain and be as famous as he wants. Well, he's made he's. he's, I mean, think about how big the office is here. Mm -hmm. He gets money off that. Yeah, yeah. Because you know the the English one, like everyone's like the holy grail of it, but in all reality, he gets well, and he does Netflix shows and stuff like that. He's got that Idiot Abroad he did. Yeah, and he's 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 been yeah he's been he's he's kind of like a he's kind of one of these guys that's you know he's creating his own work. He's not depending on other people. You know, Adam Sandler's like that. Whether you like or hate his movies, Adam Sandler creates his own work. I want to see Uncut Gems. Everybody's talking about it like it's good. I watched Knives Out. Was that good? Real good. Yeah, my parents went and saw it. Did they? Yeah. What they think? I thought maybe it was a little bit salty with the language, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> other than hey, that, Ricky well, Gervais. Is, is good. Ricky Gervais is worth one hundred and ten million dollars. Yeah, he's doing fine. There's no uh, no need to put yourself on suicide he's, watch. He's only worth one hundred and ten. Yeah, it's kind of low for that's Hollywood. Net worth. So yeah. that's 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 usually off. I was oh yeah I was about to say because they don't look at bank accounts. I don't they think, just look at you know. Yeah, I don't think Tom Cruise makes less than fifty million a film now. Probably. Yeah, yeah but. But the point being is, is some of the things he said, man, gotten Lester people killed. Yeah. Yeah. You somebody know. said, I'm going to go ahead and start it now. <laughs> Gervais didn't kill himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's no point in putting it out there like that, you know, for. Yeah. No, I'd like to believe he was sincere. He now he has gone on other shows and podcasts and, and talked about the same thing, particularly when the Me Too movement came out and Harvey Weinstein was under a lot of heat at the beginning. Yeah. By the way, did you see that dude walking into court today? Uh-uh. You know how when, like, you have a fender bender 
and you go to you know people walk away from it just fine and the next week the person walks in with a neck brace and mm-hmm. can barely move and all that's what harvey weinstein looked like walking in a walker oh yeah yeah as the it looked fake it really did yeah in fact he, he he's walking in with a walker and then he climbs the stairs you know <laughs> you're like all right man anyway <laughs> i i don't know I yeah. just I think there's a uh I just think well, I feel like the tide's changing. Yeah. And and okay. uh, probably needs to, but it doesn't need to it doesn't need to one hundred percent flip flop. We gotta quit. The pendulum keeps swinging too extreme in my opinion. It needs to it needs to settle a little bit. Yeah. But look at that dude. No, poor Harvey Weinstein. He looks like a creep. Hey, uh, Knives Out, though, is a really good movie. Um, it is, uh, I think it's entertaining, you know, on a couple different levels. But uh, I did not realize that was Ryan Johnson. Isn't that how you say his name? The the director? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he's he did Star Wars, the one that everybody uh, hates. He destroyed Star Wars. And do you think that, here's what I got to asking Brittany. I said, you know, I wonder if Knives Out is what he's capable of when he doesn't have disney on his back guiding him telling him exactly how to do it see i don't th- i don't think disney was telling him to do that because you think that was all because jj abrams did it his way and it wasn't like that and the last one wasn't like that he just undid everything that ryan johnson did i think what happened is they i think they they gave the directors a little bit of leeway disney mm-hmm. did there's kind of i think disney is i don't, I don't want to say they're hands off but i want to say they're like we know this is going to make money, just make it good yeah. type of thing. <clears throat> and he kind of shoehorned some of his own beliefs in there. But I, I don't know. I could be wrong. Well, and because... I just we, find it weird that J.J. Abrams, his portrayal of Star Wars was so different yeah. than Ryan Johnson's. Well, and and uh, the other thought I have was, or I wonder if uh, maybe the Star Wars experience was kind of a little sobering and maybe helped yeah. him make such a good movie. Because yeah. I'm going to tell you something. Knives Out is pretty solid yeah i need, I need to go and it's see got it. a message and if you pay attention you'll you'll kind of catch you know that it's not just a movie you know it, it's got a you know it it's yeah it's subtly saying some things how was chris evans in it i've never been impressed with his acting chops really? outside of captain america just because he seems like that cheesy guy <sighs> like have you seen snowpiercer yeah i actually liked it I, I, like, I, I liked snowpiercer but i i don't i don't think his acting is great i liked him at fantastic i don't Four. i don't know <laughs> Shut up. i don't know exactly <laughs> flame on I thought he played. I mean, okay, so he's, uh, you know, he's an entitled jerk in this. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a it's a rich family. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's kind of like all. a Columbo style setup where everybody's in the room and they're talking about it with a detective type thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, didn't it, Adam Sandler do a movie like this on? Uh, it's like Clue almost, didn't it? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, that's yeah. the one that did. Well, yeah. I think the original. I think the original format was done in uh that uh was it murder on the orient express or whatever what was that movie called yeah there is there's that the murder on the orient yeah, but express did you see yeah. the adam sandler movie with uh jennifer aniston yes yeah, so it was released yeah, it was on terrible Netflix? it was terrible i forgot what it was called on the on the boat that Super was forgettable that was what was that was called like murder mystery yeah murder they mystery playing a game yeah yeah or something it wasn't a game but uh, yeah it was really somebody got murdered or yeah. something like that but yeah. no no so i mean this is it's like a it's a detective you know interviewing all these family members trying to get to the bottom of the story you know of you know like what actually happened um but it's weird because it's a suicide and everybody agrees it's a suicide but then in walks there's this detective there who was hired yeah to come in and 
look into it deeper and he's trying to figure out one who even hired him why they hired him and if they hired him there's more to the story and so they're constantly trying to like you know unravel it and uh it's got some pretty it's got some pretty good little uh little twist to it and stuff yeah and and i think i have a prediction in my head of how it ends it it, man it would be tough to get this one i think We'll, we'll talk about it off the show so we don't spoil it. For yeah, it, it'll be tough to get this one, though. It hasn't been out for two weeks? It's been out for a month or so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Spoil away, baby. It's, it's solid, though. Now, I d- well, I, d- I don't want to ruin it for myself, but I already kind of have the idea in my head. But I will say, I don't know that the acting is just great in it. It's not like a... Well, Daniel Craig is like doing like a southern accent, right? He's doing us, and they make fun of his foghorn leghorn accent throughout yeah. the whole thing. Uh, nobody does just a, a fantastic acting job where, like, you know, like a Wes Anderson movie, I really appreciate how good the actors play those characters. Yeah. You know, always, you know, whether you like his movies or not, you got to appreciate how well the actors always play their character. Yeah. You don't get that with this. They they play their character good enough. Yeah. I mean, like Jamie Lee Curtis is in it, and she is very much a fish called Wanda caliber actress in this yeah. movie. You know, like she she's not she's not killing it on screen, but it's a good movie. The story and just how it unfolds is what's great about this one. Yeah. So it's good. You have to check it out. No. Check it out. Okay. Chris Evans. I thought, <laughs> I thought Chris Evans was solid, though. But, again, yeah. I'm not watching it to see who's getting best actor. Josh, obviously not our cinema buff, is trying to move the Josh. conversation elsewhere. Uh-huh. Josh, <laughs> okay, Josh, Josh just ran down another rabbit hole on, yeah. on his phone, ignoring oh, us, man. and now he can't he's wait ca- to talk to us. You want to see up on info wars. Give me the, Give me the, uh, the camera. Watch this man kiss his hand before he. Uh, Dude, the, have yes. You seen this? No, he, he. It's like he licks Watch it. it. Watch this. <laughs> we saw that last night, dude. It's yeah. epic. He like he licks, kisses his hand or something. See, it looks like he, he licks it. Like he goes and then yeah. just backhands and then the guy. He just backhands the kid. <laughs> and then just walks away. Kid's unconscious. It's phenomenal. <laughs> we watched that a thousand times yesterday. Uh, I'll, have to, I'll have to check it out when I'm not watching it on a screen that's being. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. I'm where, always a fan. Where was this at? Looks like a McDonald's or something. Dude, you know how many fights happen at like Denny's and IHOP? Yeah, so Den- it's not. Uh, ours was always a Waffle House was the worst. Yeah, Waffle House. Waffle House, House has the, Waffle House, then then Denny's, then IHOP. Probably in that order. Yeah, we get more calls to IHOP than we do to Denny's. IHOP's more classy, I think. Depends on where. Yeah. No, I- definitely. It's always going to be the area that determines how people act. Yeah. Like, you can YouTube diner fights. Diner fights. <laughs> Dinerfights.com seems like it's a website. Dude, it is. Uh, it's, I mean, I guess it always happens, but it's it's surprising how many people are just willing to go to blows. And I'm, I'm talking, like, just wreck the restaurant. Yeah. Like, I watched one. Where that this, wasn't no regular backhand, though. You saw the way the guy did it. That was some on box stuff right there. That was <laughs> no, that was good. No, I seen, I saw one where the lady pulled a pitcher off the table and started swinging it at people. Man, yeah, oh man, like they just, I don't know. People, I mean, I guess drunk people get crazy. So there was a car chase today. Did y'all hear about it? Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, okay, wasn't me. All I heard was uh, one of the guys came in and was saying that um, they saw traffic backing up. And he said he started getting dings on his phone because one of his friends was like Facebook Live, uh, 
you know, showing the traffic and talking about it. Uh-huh. And then he said a couple of his other friends were, you know, on online, just like, I guess, tweeting play by play of what was going on. Like they just hit him with the beanbags and, oh, really? you know, like all this stuff. And uh, they were talking about it. And we got to talking about the epic car chase. You remember the guy that stole the four wheel drive pickup uh, a few yeah. years back? Yeah. And drove by my house. Yeah. Drove it like off through a pasture and crashed into a pond. And then they tased him. Yeah. Still. Were you rooting for that guy? I was rooting for that guy. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I was wanting him to get away, even though I knew uh, it was impossible. I don't want him to get away, but I'm I'm happy the way it, it ended. Because he way didn't it hurt did. anybody, so at least that we know of, I guess. No. Uh, he didn't hurt anybody. But I don't know. Just seeing something that wild and entertaining, I'm like, dude, we got to get a GoFundMe and pay this dude's bills. Because <laughs> part of me, <laughs> what see when I see something like that, I'm always thinking to myself, like, like where has that person? Been all your life? No, <laughs> it's not even that. It's like where has that? What, like when does this person like? When does it finally set in? Like, I, Man, probably, I probably should have stopped this a long time ago. Okay, you know how you said that you have, uh, you have that impulse to say things, and every now and then you catch, your, catch yourself, and yeah. you you'll like tweet or not. I mean, text somebody and be like, hey, you know, should I say this or not? And you'll yeah. run it by someone. Uh, you know, so you know what it's like to have that impulse and. You probably what would you say your percentage is on just going with it and actually asking someone? Like overall percentage when that thought enters your head. How many how many sixty forty maybe. You think sixty percent of the time you're thinking like, Hey, I probably shouldn't say it or like sixty percent of the time you're like, Oh man, that's that angel on my shoulder is just too picky. (laughs) Here's the thought process. The thought process is basically is there any way no one laughs at this. Yeah. Well, some people are geared that way to do large criminal acts. All right. Just understand that. I worked with a guy. He was an inmate. And I asked him, you know, what he was in jail for. And he, he'd been in and out a lot of times. And uh, I can't remember what he had done. But um, I do remember he said, I remember one time. He's, or he said, you're in college, aren't you? I was like, yeah, I go to OSU. He's like, I was in Stillwater one time. I got thrown in jail. I was like, what happened? He goes, oh, man. So uh, he said, this frat boy, he's got a brand new Camaro, and I just had to test drive it, so I stole it. (laughs) (laughs) And and he said he just throttled it all through Stillwater, just knowing he was going to go to jail for it, but just wanted to. So he just hot-rodded that thing up and down the streets of Stillwater until the cops started chasing him. Then he, like, wrecked it in someone's yard, and they took him to jail, and he was like, worth it. Do my my time, get out. Well, I said it on here before. Like, I would like to be in a high-speed chase. Like, I think that would be fun. I just don't want to deal with the repercussions afterwards. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, that's why I don't, you know, that's why I don't partake uh, in it. We're geared to love the chase. We watch, yeah. you know, we watch our cartoon characters chase each other. We right. watch movies where people chase so, each other. So we I, love get, I get that part, but there's got to be a part during the chase that some, that that person, like the dude who ran into the field and the pond and all that was just like. Yeah, there's no way I'm out running that helicopter and these 50 police. Oh, yeah. He's just thinking, what's the most stylish way I can go out? Yeah. You know? Driving into the pond to get tased. Yeah. I mean, that's that's probably the best thing you can happen. Getting tased has to go up a level when you're covered in water, right? Uh, Yeah. I I wouldn't know. I don't know. (laughs) I would like to see someone get beanbagged and tased. Yeah, because yeah. they shoot those beanbags out of like a little those cannon or something, hard, aren't man. they? Dude, so apparently the sock, like the wadding, you know, that carries the beanbag, uh-huh. uh, depending on the range, uh, recently we had a guy get hit and it actually caved his chest in. Like oh, went my goodness. Like went into his body cavity. Didn't penetrate, but just punk, like 
pushed it all in. Oh, cracked his sternum and just well, pushed I, everything. I in. wasn't. It, well, it hit him up here and like oh. almost like it went down and in. Yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing. You know that was the nastiest bruise ever. Oh, when they finally dude. ripped that sock out from behind his chest. Yeah, it was it just was a, nuts. Just just a big stretch mark under his armpit. Yeah, <laughs> and that's you know I had a friend who had a stun gun. Uh huh. He's like he was. I'll give you a hundred dollars to get stunned, and and I was seriously considering it. The only thing that kept it is like, what what's going to happen? Yeah. Like the stunning part, the electrician, you know, like how long are they going to make fun of me if I pee myself? I don't want to, A, I don't want to pee myself. Yeah. But I'm okay with peeing myself for a hundred dollars with a stun gun. Oh yeah. My issue is, is if I fall and I land awkwardly or I hit that, you know, flower pot on the way down or something like that, like, yeah, then, uh, but would you be okay with it if you were like a YouTube sensation because you had the funniest, like don't tase me bro like that guy you know like no. your tasing was one of the funny you don't want to be laughed at you want to be laughed with right well because some people are super cool being laughed at okay i would be cool if i was laughed at yeah if i was the don't tase me bro guy that guy was hilarious don't you, tase me bro you would have to take <laughs> out the first 90 seconds of the video yeah where i'm acting like a pompous moron mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm like I don't want to be, I don't want to be that guy where like he got what he deserved. Mm-hmm. I just want to be the guy who got tased and like the guy who gets tased and makes the Chewbacca noise, like <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> and now I would be okay with that. Yeah. But if I'm the pompous dude who's disrupting something and and acting like a like a chump, yeah. and then I get chased and everyone's, I I don't care if people laugh at me. I don't want people cheering when I get when I get tased yeah you know what well, I mean? and, and you know nobody really wants to deep down be a jerk like if you know if something happens to you and you deserve it you're like you want that to you want to learn from that experience and move on right yeah right that's what but, I'm saying but but you're willing to look stupid on purpose yes I will look <laughs> stupid and be laughed at just fine yeah. I just don't want but at people, that point they're kind of laughing with you I don't yeah I don't, that doesn't bother yeah. me you know yeah. it's the it's the uh people cheering because i got tased i would have an issue with that yeah like i I took it to a level where people are like getting not, you know like the guy like like steve-o and them guys you know are you laughing with them or at them i mean as much as you like maybe don't respect them <laughs> steve you're still kind of laughing with them because they're laughing who's that you know like steve-o the, from oh steve-o yeah. i thought you said steve-o trying then. to keep our g rating here <laughs> On well, I YouTube, get what you're saying. You're trying like, to bait me or something? Like Johnny Knoxville and, Stan, yes. and Steve-O and those guys. Yeah. Yes, I would be okay with that. Josie yeah. watches this podcast, man. Does she? No. So, Josie. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, like I'd be okay being laughed at like that. Yeah. Like, these guys are stupid or something like that. I don't mind that. Yeah. But. I don't know. What's the, what's the most embarrassing thing that you're like, you just kind of let everybody laugh at because you're like, eh, it is, you know. Got to let them laugh at it. What's the dumbest uh, thing you ever done? Please nah. tell me you well, got I, one. Mine, mine's not super G-rated. Oh. It happened in front of the youth group. I think I was like thir- 12 or 13 at the time. Yeah. Uh, we were at the pool. And at the pool house at Camp Rock Creek, they used to have like, and sorry, my camera's not on. It's broken. Uh, but uh, there was a life preserver. And it was just decorative, obviously. Well, I thought it'd be funny to put it on. Yeah. So I put it on and it gets stuck. Dude, I can't get it up. I can't get it down. Oh no! Uh, and there was a there was a dude. I think his name was Tony Hutchison or something. He was a he was interning as a youth minister. Huge dude. Played football for Harding, I think, or yeah. something like that. And anyway, he's like, "Well, we can we can get it off of you." And I was like, well, "What do you mean?" He's like, "We'll we'll just break it." And so I was like, 
oh, like he's going to take it and like snap it. I was like, cool. Well, you know, everybody's there swimming together, laughing about it. I mean, girls, boys, everybody, yeah. you know. And the dude is like, I'll just break it on the count of three. And he goes, one, two, dude. And on three, he pulls it up to here and then snaps it on my hips. Rips my, like, rips my skin open. Dude, my trunks come down. Oh, oh, oh. And I just go flying into the pool. And I'm like, <laughs> ah! Like, for, like, writhing in pain, dude. <laughs> and I did not, I did not want to come up out of the water, dude. It was so embarrassing. It was bad. That's a good one, though. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. That, that wouldn't bother me. But, yeah. you know, afterwards, it's kind of like, whatever. It's out there now. No, it's it, like, that, we can all laugh about me. it. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you got smacked because you smarted off and everyone cheered, yeah. you know, that's that's another thing. Yeah. Man, I can't think of what would make my friends say it was my greatest moment that they just never stopped laughing at. It's probably something I would not be cool with <laughs> 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 if I had to guess. But then again, they're kind of jerks, so that's part of it. Uh, I, I still think, man, this was this was so deserved that even I have to be like, all right. Y'all, y'all are right. I'm wrong. So I was that kid, especially in like middle school and, and like my freshman year, I was still kind of that kid. Um, yeah, I'd kind of try to get attention, you know, a little Josh Walker in me, you know, like, let's see what I can do to get some attention. <laughs> and, uh, anyways, we, uh, we had to do these science experiments and I, I may have told the story before where, um, I decided I was going to show them, I was going to express gravity, you know, with like, <laughs> I was going to use a parachute, a tennis ball, and something else. You know, so super, you know, like grade school level science. And uh, I convinced them to let me go to the auditorium because I was going to do it big. And I got up on the little uh, ladder, a uh, little step scaffolding or whatever they have. And uh, one of the girls wasn't paying attention. She kept talking. So I threw the tennis ball, and, dude, I drilled her right yeah. in the forehead. And... uh Anyways, it made her mad. I thought it was super funny. I did my little test or whatever, and as I was coming down, I decided to be slick and kind of come down the bars, you know, and like lift up my feet. Uh-huh. And when I came down, my foot caught on the edge, and dude, it just snagged my ankle, and the rest of me just went down, just face planted, hanging from the deal, you know, still by my ankle that's just completely twisted. I had terrible sprained ankle after that. Uh, and just everybody's just dying laughing, and you could just hear her laughter just storming over <laughs> everyone else's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I wouldn't be cool with that. Yeah, but, you know, it was all me because I was acting like a jerk, and I got a jerk's reward, and, you know, like now that I'm older, I can look back on it and be like, you know what, I, I right. needed to learn that lesson. But imagine if that was at the viral level, level of the don't taste me guy. Oh, I mean, it would sucked then. That's yeah. all I'm saying, man. Yeah, like you go into. I'm pretty an sure interview. at 40, I could look back on it and still be like, "Yeah, that was me." Dude, have you ever have you ever seen those? Now things? the kid who tries to stick the remote control up his booty because his family yeah, took his. Yeah, yeah, that's he's never living that no. down. What? He's, he's in. A, he's somewhere now. Tosh goes, yeah. "Why is that your first reaction <laughs> to punish your mom?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, have you ever seen those videos where they follow up on those people that were made like into a viral meme, like the Star Wars kid, and, like ruin that kid's life? Oh, really? Yeah. Which yeah. is weird. Yeah. Well, and you know memes like that. There's that little girl in the car seat kind of making the like, yeah. you farted face. And uh, I'm like, man, she doesn't want everybody yeah. associating well, there, her face with a meme. And there's been a couple people that Especially have, when it's not probably her most attractive face yeah. she's ever made in her life. Well, and there's been a lot of people who, you know, they've they've made money from it and they've kind of made the best out of it, you know, yeah. and kind of moved on. But like some people, it's straight up like 
they had to move. Yeah. <laughs> because people were like seeking them out. Yeah. Like so. this guy. What's that one? Yeah. Oh, the it, Steve. It, is that the dude that supposedly like beat his kid or something like that? That was how the it, that meme started. No, this was. Some. Or was that, that that was the other guy with the hat? Let me yeah. see. I, I can't see anything you this put dude, up there. Well, no one else could. Cause <laughs> oh, he didn't sorry. Change the camera. Whoops. Here, hold it up to your camera. Huh? Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. No, it's that kid. No, that dude right there is like a rapper in Florida. No. Oh. I thought they said he beat his kid and they were looking for him, or maybe that was just another a, meme. That was an offshoot. Yeah, <laughs> I think the I think the funniest one I ever saw of this one was him and another guy that was dressed kind of similar and was like uh, caught the sale rack at TJ Maxx or something yeah. like yeah. that. Dude, yeah. the best one is you know he's coming to ask for gas money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they interview they caught up with this guy. I read an interview where they caught up with this guy. He's he, he, he's this was 2017. Uh huh. He's still trying to get his rap career off the ground. Goodness. Yeah. Can't so, live that down. Get on YouTube. Well, no, that's 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 what he's. I'm just paying attention to my music, trying to go, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then you got guys like Riff Raff who would have just <clears throat> owned that. Then I wouldn't listen to his rap music. Pretty terrible. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. Well, I would say that about half the rappers nowadays. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Yeah, Probably pretty hard to make anywhere. it in the rap game. Nah, they're all trash, man. Hey, man. But props to him for like pursuing it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But. Can't everybody do it at the level we do it? Yeah, uh, that's that's kind of what this I was is not thinking. Trying to start like, a podcast, we, that'd be crazy. <laughs> we set that we set the bar pretty high. We have someone left a, a remark on our YouTube account that says it's pretty good production for forty six followers or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I went, oh, it's at forty six now. <laughs> like, like, oh snap, we're at forty six. Just want to say thank like. you to all my followers. <laughs> yeah, thank you, forty six. Hey, yeah. yeah. Yeah, pass this to your buddies, make it forty seven. Yeah. We'd love to get to that fifty mark by the uh by the end of this century. So Yeah. Yeah. Who knows, we might yeah, make this place actually look like a studio someday. Well, you know, I think we do a really good job. We just don't have a lot to talk about as our problem. <laughs> We, I mean, we could talk about anything. It's just that's what we do. We Dude, talk someone about goes, anything. Someone goes. How many people can come to a podcast? How many have we done now? Uh, I don't know. We're like at a hundred and hundred and three, hundred four. Yeah, we're at the stop counting stage, and we have not prepared a single one of these. Yeah, we've just. I showed up late today and just the, plugged the one, my earphones in. I can in. tell you, that's the best thing when Josh and and Joey. You know, we're like, what's the, what's the topic? I'm like, I don't know. You got something in mind? Yeah. No, we just want to prepare for it. I'm like, oh, you obviously don't watch the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're obviously not number 45 and 46 yeah. sitting here with yeah. us. Exactly. Just a like, couple of scrubs not listening. Like, I'm like, no, we we uh we uh we just wing it. And then he's like, well, okay, well, what's the title at least? I'm like, don't know. I literally wait until the podcast happens and I try and take something stupid that we said out of it yeah. and make it the title. Like the title has nothing to do with what we talk about. It really is just a little soundbite and, and you know of what, something we said. And you know what it is? And, th- and this is super honest. I'm not just joking here. If you want to have mass appeal, you have to create something that's going to get mass appeal. Doesn't mean it's good. I feel like what we offer is something that is in its own way sincere. You're really getting us. We're not. We're not playing an angle. Well, that's the thing, we're not man. playing an angle here. You're. This is. We've said it before. This is the realest podcast you'll ever get. Because half the time when we get up and we turn the cameras off, we're like, "Wow, man, we really forget that we're recording this sometimes." Yeah, we keep it going. Or, <laughs> the thing is, is like, I really did kind of you know imagine this to be 
if someone were just sitting behind us somewhere and eavesdropping on our conversation. Which everyone who does that is enriched by it. Exactly. I mean, I've had people, you know, just like not really know us, but just say to heck with eavesdropping and just step up and face us and listen to whatever we're talking about. Because we have some pretty wild conversations and it doesn't take long to realize we're not talking to each other. We're like, let's see how many people we can get to come <laughs> listen to this garbage. And we were just doing this for fun. And then some one day Josh said, hey, we should record it and give more people opportunities to eavesdrop on the awesome things we talk about. Yeah. Our buddy, you know, you know, Adam Briscoe, don't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, Adam Briscoe. Now, I don't know him, know him. I just I know who he is. I could pick him out in the line. Anyway, he said he listens, really likes it. Thanks to you. Yeah. But congrats. Bought the Taco Casa in Norman. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah career change he owns it apparently that was his lifelong dream owning a franchise owning a taco casa franchise oh, like a particular one uh, not not a, like a particular brand but yeah. he did the one in that and the one in norman they have hey i had a cousin tried hard to push me to put a long john silvers in with him yeah you have to meet a lot of criteria to start a franchise though you have to have I think like so much capital, so much. You have to have uh, a certain net worth too. Yeah, net worth. Through Fuddruckers, you have to have two million dollars net worth. Yeah. yeah, I think Zach Suiz was when I looked into it was two hundred fifty thousand because I wanted to be one of the first ones to get into Oklahoma right. after I got in the army. But as it turns out, I was poor at the time. Yeah, so <laughs> I didn't know that until I got home and was living with my parents without a job for a month. So Chick Fil A, ten thousand dollars. Really? Yeah. I'd sell my house to open one of those. Extremely difficult to get into, though. Yeah, you're yeah. not going to get into one. Four-day interview process or something like that. Yeah. It's a very extensive <laughs> interview process. Does it help if you're like a deacon at your church or anything like that? It probably doesn't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> probably doesn't hurt. <laughs> oh, man. Walk in with a rainbow and the O. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> circling cross. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, but man. Uh, but, yeah, it... uh. Uh, it's cheap, but it's it's just competitive. Yeah, and then and then they have to, and they, and they're better than Subways because Subway, you can franchise it, and then you so you have franchise Subways uh-huh. that people own, and then you got corporate Subways that the corporation owns. Yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> there's a dude where I went to college, worked at the gym that I used to work at, and he and I were talking, and he opened up a, uh, a dude had tons of money. He opened up a Subway, and then. He was opening up another one on the other side of town, and and then he he was opening up his third one when I was talking to him, and I'm like, how much becomes too much? Like before you get to the point where you just don't heels. It was the way Subway operates is you can't build a subway within a certain distance of another subway. That's just how it works. Mm-hmm. But what Subway will do is when they see a franchise owner making a lot of money uh, on their particular franchise. They'll come in and saturate it with corporate run uh, subways, and they'll mm. they'll suck your business down. He goes, so what I'm doing is build is I'm buying these subways strategically across town, so that if subway corporate ever figures out that this is an area to build in, they have to build it all in the outskirts. I've got the entire middle section yeah. of the town. Mm-hmm. That's how uh, that's how Sonic is too. You can be corporate or franchise, or at least that's how it was back in the yeah. late '90s, early 2000s. So. But you still have to you still have to do all even if you franchise it you still have to meet all the corporate guidelines yeah like you still have to carry their items and advertise in certain mm-hmm. ways yeah if you could own a franchise which one would it be which one could you see actually like like a, strapping it, on the shirt that had the thing 
you know, a little crest there. You know, like, does you it walk have in. to be a fran? Like, does do they have to offer a franchise? No, yeah, no, we're talking no, about no. just it, any company, any, fa- any fast, any fast food restaurant. Oh, since fast food. I'd say, that's I what we're gonna, talking about. I was going to say Brooks Brothers, man. Yeah. yeah. No, I meant like a. I mean like a franchise. I mean a straight up franchise. A real franchise. Yeah, yeah. Like where you, you know, where everything Josh wears says Chick Fil A on it. I do a Freebirds, man. Freebirds. Yeah. That's yeah. your joint. Yeah. Chick Fil A has to be the most profitable out of all of them. Oh, I would, I would say I would say Chick Fil A or Raisin Canes. Those are probably the two biggest ones in Oklahoma. It is, but I think I'd like working at Freebirds. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I can't say my pleasure to some people, man. Some people just don't deserve <laughs> Josh it. I just ain't got it in yeah. here. I'm like, dude. Uh, Did you ever like Moe's? Nah, I never. I ate there twice. and. Welcome to Moe's. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> I remember those. Yeah. I worked at an Outback, and a proprietor at Outback you, is essentially you got to work up through the ranks. But when you essentially become a proprietor, you've got to. Give them a bunch of cash. I think it's like fifty grand. Mm-hmm. But the but the the loan's extremely easy to get because Outback co-signs on it. And if you quit, you get that fifty grand back, and then you can pay off the loan. Yeah. If you get fired, you lose that money. So if you got someone cool above you, they call you like you're about to get canned. You need to put in your resignation so you get that money back. But it's pretty profitable, pretty lucrative. But the proprietor at the one i worked at was about to get fired mm-hmm. and uh and where the one i worked at was one of those where just people came in and complained about everything to get something for free yeah you know that kind of you know you had a lot of those customers anyway this dude was doing it four people double dating dude does it you could tell he wants something for free my table so i'm standing there with the proprietor of this company He's already, we've already been told by him, like, listen, I'm probably getting fired in the next week or so because if there's one complaint against me, then they're, then they're going to let me go. Guarantee you if I have one of those moments tonight, I'm resigning. And uh, anyway, it was my table. And I'm like, I just went in and said, man, I really hate doing this to you, but they asked to speak to you. I said, I tried to send uh, Brian out there, whatever. He goes, no problem. He walks out. These dudes, you could tell, were trying to get He said, you know what? Let me take care of that for you. He gets it. He takes his plates back. That's it. He didn't do anything else. I kept walking by. They're like, where's our food? I'm like, let me go check on it. Like, he finally he just went in and be like, oh, yeah, I'm not giving you any food. He made those people sit there for an hour. <laughs> made them sit there for an hour waiting on this new food to come out. And then went out and told them to get out of the restaurant. He wasn't going to serve them. <laughs> then turned around, called his region manager, resigned. And then walked over to the bar and ordered a drink. <laughs> <laughs> it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. But anyway, uh, that's the, and that's that the most the, relaxed I've the, ever seen that man. Is that the best walk off a job you've ever seen? Yeah, in person, yeah. Like I have never seen anyone just like like you could tell, you could tell when he went and told those people to to get out, like just this because he had come. I mean, that was it. Like that, he knew he was quitting. This weight I could literally see come off his shoulders. Like he just mm-hmm. perked up. How many people you think have planned an epic walking off of this job oh, and a, just not done it but wanted f- to so bad? Oh, well, not done it? I bet I've planned Everybody. I bet I've, I bet I've planned like fifteen myself. Name one person who hadn't. 
Wasn't, wasn't there like a, a flight attendant that pulled the emergency slide and slid down it to quit <laughs> or something <laughs> yeah. stupid like that? That's pretty epic. And that's going to jail. Yeah. yeah. Well, he did. He was arrested. Yeah. I, I mean, it may not have been that. I could be making that up. But there was one guy who did something similar on a plane and got arrested. Yeah. yeah. He was like, yeah, it's totally worth it. Yeah. I, you know, and, and the best one I know, I didn't even witness. Uh, apparently, when uh, they were in middle school, my buddy Cam and my other buddy Bo, they were uh, they got summer jobs working at the school. And all they were supposed to do were just like kind of, kind of be there to help the guys who were working on the school, like doing some renovations, put uh. some ceiling tiles in. And all they had to do was just kind of be around. Nobody expected them to do much. They were student help, and they were right. kids. But they just kind of had to be around. Well, Bo would just walk into the office and call his girlfriend on the phone and just talk to her the whole day. And then finally someone walked in and was like, you know, Bo, to have this job, you do actually have to do some work. And Bo was like, well, that's not going to work for me. He's like, well, then you can't work here. And he said, well, then send my check to 408 Mimosa. I'm out. And just <laughs> left. <laughs> so, I mean, that was a pretty good one. But, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know if I've ever witnessed a, a like a like a really great one. But uh, I've heard one where the person was in charge of the the building. Yeah. And he got fired on the phone, so he had all the locks changed. Oh wow! So he had authority to have the locks changed, had all the locks of the building changed, and then left. That's pretty solid. Yeah. I yeah. had a I had a skeezy car dealer one time uh you know it was one i was young i was maybe out of yeah i was just out of college you know they let you drive the car back mm -hmm. so i had the financing worked out and everything yeah so i thought you know it's like i kept calling them like hey when do i make my first payment where's the check you know let me know so i can sign all the papers and all that well they come in and say hey we can't save this car and they kind of gave me a reason they're like we need you to bring it back up here i'm like it's not my car, man. So you're gonna have to come get it. Yeah. And so anyway, so you can get it from me from work at work tomorrow. He said, Okay. So dude, I went in, drove that thing around all night, got it to E, drove to work, left it on. <laughs> <laughs> left it on. Oh, that's low class, Josh. No, right? check it. <laughs> Locked the keys in the car. <laughs> right? Locked oh. the keys in the car. And, uh, <laughs> and so they come with, you know, so I get the, the ding, like Josh, someone at the front for you. So I come off like, Hey man, how's it going? He goes, Hey, uh, we're here to pick up the car. And don't you know, they hated that <clears throat> you were your size and not my size yeah. as well. <laughs> and so I was just like, Hey man, I said, I know, I know, I know this <clears throat> sounds fishy. I said, but I accidentally locked the keys in the car. I said, uh, sorry, man. I said, do you have a spare? He goes, no, man. He goes, I said, well, you have the code, you know, whatever. No, man. So they go call a locksmith, all right? He calls a locksmith, and uh, they get in. Then all of a sudden, I get a phone call, and I just, dude, I get this voicemail. This dude, I wish I would have saved it. <laughs> this dude cussing me out because he went through the rigmarole of getting into the car. Yeah, just to find out it was Just to empty. find out it had no gas. And, so, and we were out in the middle of nowhere at the time. Yeah. This was this was before shirts, uh Texas was all developed, mm -hmm. so we were the only warehouse out there. So you're looking at probably a three or four mile trek to the nearest gas station to get a gallon of gas and all that. So it's just one of those things where it just it just ruined this dude's morning. You know what I mean? But I mean, was it a, an honest mistake? No, no, just... no. It was ski. It was one. Of, I went to a midnight sale. Uh, you know, I didn't. You know, they were. This dude was completely wasted when he mm. sold me that car you know it's just one of those things where they just having a huge party and midnight mm -hmm. sale the spotlights are going and all that and i bought the car that night yeah you know and then uh 
you know, I told him where I worked and I told him some things. Yeah, we'll make it work. We'll make it work and, and all that. What but kind of car was it? Expedition. What? Yeah. <laughs> How old were you? Like 22. <laughs> 23. <laughs> had no reason to have an expedition. <laughs> I mean, it all worked you out. you worked at a warehouse? Were you the warehouse manager? <laughs> yes. Okay. I was that. And I was okay. ma- I was making decent money. I was, was going to say. Yeah, I was at home. This cat's making seven twenty five an hour and buying an expedition. Well, that's the thing. I was living, I was living with my parents because I was finishing my degree. Yeah. And uh, I was finishing my degree and... Um, and making decent money, and like I said, so I didn't have any bills other than my cell phone payment, you know, yeah. my little mom. So I was like, yeah, let's do this, and it was a decent price. Yeah, I mean, it was an older one, but it, I mean, it was still nice. Too bad they didn't let you keep it. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm, just, <laughs> I'm glad they didn't, man. Like, I, obviously, you couldn't afford it, or they'd have let you keep it. No, no, they, they looked were, at the money and they're like, this kid can't make these. No, payments. no, no, no. It was the making the payments wasn't an issue. It was. Uh, it was it was time on the job and college. Yeah, well, you know, like there was some. Everybody rejected my loan because I didn't have a, a history of buying vehicles because that, that's part. I've of never it bought too. a vehicle. Well, the only vehicle. I, I, I mean, I've yeah. literally had the same vehicle since I left my parents' house yeah. in nineteen. Well, and that was my case. I drove a Ford Ranger until my aunt. <clears throat> my aunt sold me her Jeep, and mm-hmm. I was making payments to her. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and so. Uh, that was a big part of it. Yeah. So since I'd never, you know, they looked at it and my credit is pretty salty. I mean, it's pretty good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I've, I've got a, you know, I've got a good credit history. I've got the house, got all that stuff, you know? So, you know, on paper, I look good, but with a car, they want to see that you've bought a car before they'll sell you a new one. Yeah. If it was a used one, you know, they probably wouldn't have made a big deal about it, maybe. But Well, no, this was, this was the same thing. Like I said, it, it was just one of those things where they started to. Like on paper, I look fine because I had a job. I had that job for six months. I was about to get my degree. Yeah. All this stuff. And then, uh, like I said, they, they let me drive it for a week and mm-hmm. then finally told me they couldn't sell it to me. Because, well, they couldn't find anybody to take your loan. Yeah. They don't want to keep your loan. Right. That's all it come down and to. And that's what it was. So if they'd have been like, willing to keep your loan and finance it for you, mm-hmm. it would have been no big deal. But I, my thing I is, I got is, three rejection letters, and Wells Fargo's who actually took my loan. But I, but here's the thing: I told I, I told them straight up I didn't want to like if this is going to be in. Like I said, I essentially said let's work it out, and then I'll take it home. No, no, I'll take it home. You know, blah blah blah. You know, and and I, I guess they were worried that I would go home and reconsider and not buy it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they they were like, you know, take the car, take the car, take the car. What color was this expedition? Like bright maroon. Okay. Like my pants on Christmas. Yeah, like uh, Christmas pants. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice. nice. Four-wheel drive? No. Eddie Bauer, though. Man. <laughs> I'm like warehouse manager, baby. <laughs> I mean, it really, I mean, it, it's it, the, the title. You had enough room for all your friends. The title was more lofty than, uh, was more lofty than the actual job itself or yeah. the authority that came with it, but. Yeah, it was funny. Like I said, my my biggest issue was you let me drive it home when I specifically told you if you're having issues, like don't. Yeah. Don't do it. Not my fault. You got wasted and let a kid buy an expedition. And that's what that's exactly what it was, man. Like everyone. This is the lesson you need to learn. Like honestly, like this hurts me more than it hurts you. Like those, you know, Wolf of Wall Street or Boiler Room movies uh-huh. where like just drugs are rampant everywhere in the back. Like uh-huh. so, dudes in the back party, and then he comes out like. Hey man, let's take it for a test drive, and then you 
That's that's that was the scene. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy, man. Sounds like some good stuff. Josh has more sense these days. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. A little more honest. Hopefully. I was shopping for rims for that bad boy too, and a system. Like I was gonna put two twelves in the back and put twenty inch rims on it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! We were gosh. heading down a road of a lot of bad decisions. <laughs> that car. They did you a favor and you did them dirty like <laughs> yes, that. Yes, I did. Yeah, twenty-two <laughs> year old Josh didn't you realize did. that. <laughs> You'd still be digging out of that hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was bad. Yeah, you, you, know, you know who they did a favor? Carly. They did Carly a huge favor oh, that she true. didn't marry a guy with yeah. busted credit. And that's the thing, man. Look at me now, man. I'm buying buying Camrys that people make fun of me when I get in and out of it. Yeah. Like, my brother apparently thinks it's hilarious me getting in and out of that car. Yeah. Because I'm so big. It's like that episode of The Simpsons, the tall guy in the little car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes him walk in front of the car with his pants down. <laughs> well, that's the thing, man. It was a sensible choice. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, Aren't you tired of making sensible choices, though? Isn't that the worst part of being us? Yes. That's why I you, mean, you, know, you got to buy a Lexus and lift it like an adult. <laughs> well, and that's... And that's <laughs> I don't know, man. But it was used. Corey! It but, was uh, used. But I, Corey I, makes me feel so bad for not being more responsible. You should definitely be. <laughs> but here's Let me tell you. The more selfish you are, the better life is for you. For you. Not for everybody else, but for you. But it's for a, you. It's a fact. It's an a, objective fact. But my wife and I had that conversation. Like, uh, like... Like, why not? Let's just be terrible parents. Yeah. Yeah, you should. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let's not let's not care what the kids do and let them have fun, eat sugar. Yeah. Who cares? I mean, just let's just they're happy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just shirk all responsibilities of this world. Yeah. Just yeah. lock lock them in a room and go do and whatever then, you want. And then they can whine about you know how bad life sucks when they're older yeah. and maybe get politicians to take care of them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but that's dude. There's somebody in the car rider line. You got to drive around and get in the car right line. Snakes around the parking lot. Yeah. But there's always this this one or two cars every day that just drives through and cuts everybody in the snake. Now I just pull in the parking lot, walk my kids up. You can do that. Mm-hmm. But this person just cut. I'm like, why is that okay? Like, what person think that that's okay to do? Mm-hmm. Like, just be inconsiderate. And my wife's like, some people just think that they're entitled to it, and they do it until someone tells them to stop. Well, they just don't care. Yeah. Like. I'm like, well, let's do that. Typically, it's impatience. Let's do that, though. Let's quit caring. <laughs> yeah. Let's just be that guy who just cuts everyone in yeah. line. and Like, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. The I mean, I dude. think it would be personally funny if you had Carly take video of you getting out of the car every time someone every confronted time you. <laughs> confronted? And, like, just wear your Zubaz pants and your workout belt. Yeah. <laughs> then, like, what? Get a, get a couple lines in the side of your hair. Bosworth? Yeah. And like, what? Yeah. I use my blinker. Yeah. <laughs> just just start using like punk out phrases on them. You're like, yeah. what, 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 what? <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Why flinching? Quit hitting yourself. Quit hitting yourself. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, that's it, fellas. All right. Another one in the books. Boom. 2020, it's a good year. Yep. Wife's gonna... already warned me that if I don't put 2020 on my checks, someone's going to. Oh. Yeah. You could have done Still that. Still on my money. You could have done right. that in you know any nineteen year also. I'm just, yeah, I don't know. It's it's. I mean, it's just one of those funny things to where I'm like, if someone robs us, more power to them, man. We can recoup in a few months because we don't got a whole lot of money yeah. laying around. No, that's true. <laughs> anyway, 
So that's it. All right. All right. Well, peace. <laughs>